0: I'm Mackenzie Clark. I'm Genevieve Vandress. This is our hobby.
1: So today we're discussing season one, episode one of
0: Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Miss Fisher's
1: Murder Mysteries.
0: The best television show.
1: And this episode is called Cocaine Blues. Yes. So the cold open of the episode starts with a man in a robe getting ready to shave in the bathroom. And then outside the house, a a maid is saying a tearful goodbye to another maid, and she gives her a present of baby booties. Um, And then the maid who's leaving indicates that this is not a pro-life television show. (laughs) So the baby booties are not... um, Not a welcome gift. Not an appropriate gift for this situation. And then we cut back to the man in the bathroom who starts to die in a dramatic fashion. And
0: he collapses to the floor. He
1: chokes and dies, yes.
0: He's very done.
1: He And he dies really fast, which I feel like they always do. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's murder. So
1: Yeah. I just think, like, in real life, it might take longer. Yeah.
0: But imagine, okay, imagine if this show had started with a prolonged sequence, (laughs) like, like five to ten minutes of a man riding on the bathroom floor. Would you have been hooked on the the show? No. No. You would have said, this is weird. You're right.
1: So, So, I mean, I demand realism, but I also don't want it, so. That's,
0: and that is television. Television. I will say that, I have seen this episode now six or seven times, and it took me a while to figure out what was going on with the booties. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't understand. And I don't know if it was, like, the Australian accent or me being dense, but I now know what's going on, so I understand it now, but...
1: See, I think I I I recognized it right away because it reminded me of the episode of Downton Abbey where one of the maids gets knocked out from mm-hmm. one of the like army hospital guys and then has to leave. I forget what her name oh, is. Oh
0: yeah, the red-haired really like crazy one. Yeah,
1: the I the mean the flirtatious okay. yes. maid.
0: Sorry, crazy is not the uh, <laughs> feminist descriptor for her character but
1: yeah she was taken advantage of
0: yes anyway anyway that's the opening of this
1: and then we cut to our first introduction to the honorable miss franny fisher who is stepping off of a boat in the most fantastic sailor dress that the world's has ever seen? I've the best one I've ever
0: seen. I do not like the sailor. dress. You don't like the sailor I do dress. I like the sailor. Wow. Dress. The okay. collar—it's too much. The collar is is too much on the back, and it makes her look like. Like little little girl or something. Yeah, you maybe. Yeah, I, just, I don't love the sailor dress, and I then love, the scarf is just absurdly long, and it's sort of like floating out. It's oh, like at yeah. least twenty feet long. Yeah, the
1: scarf the scarf was like floating off straight out yes. in a dramatic fashion, which I thought you might say was too much. I thought it was just enough, but we can agree to disagree there. <laughs> um, and then she's greeted by a woman in a tweed suit who, um. Hopefully in the future we'll be granted her own spin-off show. Oh, only. Totally. <laughs> um, that would
0: that, be fantastic. Yeah, I yes. would watch that. I would definitely watch that.
1: I think she doesn't get enough screen time overall in the definitely series.
0: Not. Definitely but not. we can
1: discuss that more later. No. Um, so that turns out to be her friend Mac, who is a lady doctor. Yes.
0: Now, my, again, sixth or seventh time watching this, my note on this scene is that the crate on the dock that the the man in the boat is unloading has J and A imports on it, which ends up being important later in the episode. And it's a nice little tie into the murder that I did not notice until the sixth time I watched this episode.
1: Okay, I didn't notice that at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, watch it five more times yeah. and then maybe you will.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, this is where you're going to come in as the resident expert.
0: This was my first um, contribution.
1: Yeah. After. So, this, I only saw this episode twice. Um, Genevieve introduced me to this show. Well, she—you told me to watch it many times before years I, ago. Before I finally got around to years it years ago, and I don't regret it. Obviously, but you have got a head start. <laughs> so after we're first introduced to Miss Fisher and Doctor Mack, they discuss that Miss Fisher is back in Australia to get away from her family, um, and also uh, someone because of someone named Janie who is presumably dead. <laughs> Um, and then Miss Fisher receives an invitation to a luncheon with Lydia Andrews, an old friend, uh, and Mac cannot attend the luncheon because she has to perform an urgent bowel operation.
0: Which leads me to believe that she does not like Aunt Prudence or friend of Phryne, Lydia.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can all say that we've all been there. Urgent, oh, yeah. An urgent bowel operation has come in the way of yeah. a, a luncheon.
0: Now, I'll note that... So uh, a plot point that I feel like was underdeveloped in this episode that they just never show is that Freyne is staying at the specific hotel where her and Mac are in the scene to meet with a premier to talk about Australia's criminal justice system. And we find out later in this episode that there's like this criminal that she's visiting in jail. But I feel like we, we really, it's a missed opportunity for the political lobbying work that Freyne is obviously going to do with yeah. the premier. And it's just, it never is developed, so.
1: I wonder if there's a deleted scene there. I hope so. Yeah, maybe they just thought it was like, like you know, underground brothels, cocaine, and like a backroom abortions was too many social issues to cover, so they had to cut one out.
0: Yeah. So the criminal justice reform just really got the short end of the stick. And...
1: Yeah, like it does, you know, in the real world. So arriving at the luncheon, Miss Fisher is greeted by a crying maid number one, the presenter of baby booties,
0: who is wearing a ridiculous hat.
1: Yeah, just the whole maid outfit. <laughs> um. <laughs> A lot. Um, and the maid tells her that the luncheon has been canceled because Mr. Andrews has just been found dead.
0: After a prolonged <laughs> suffocating
1: scene in the bathroom. A prolonged off-screen suffocating <laughs> scene. Um, so instead of respecting the family's privacy at a delicate time such as this, she marches right in there to comfort the despondent widow. Um, and I would like to know she's wearing really fantastic uh, like patent leather red Mary Janes, and oh scene? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and like a little poke, like her little flutter sleeve dress.
1: Oh yeah, that is excellent. A luncheon dress,
0: yes. Um, and I then, admit lady needs a luncheon dress.
1: I for sure. I yeah, I have several. <laughs> um, and so then we meet uh, Miss Fisher's Aunt Prudence, who I thought was I was prepared to think of her as just like an annoying sometimes character, but later on she really grows on me.
0: Oh, yeah. I end up liking Anne Prudence. I mean, she's a challenging character.
1: Yeah. Well, and I feel like in this first scene, they're setting us up to dislike her because of the way she gives all these gossipy details about Mm -hmm. the murder. But I was just like, girl, tell me about how blue in the face he was. Like, I want to know more. (laughs) So she says a police suspect poison. And then he collapsed after breakfast. That's what Prudence tells us.
0: Well, and what I like about Prudence is that she's always sharing the gossip, but then she acts like she doesn't gossip. Oh, like like she's it's like a, it's, She's a very yeah, she's a very proper person, but also just which makes her a great foil to Franny, who has none of that, like trying to put on a, a show of like being respectable,
1: which we can all aspire to, I think. Yeah. Um. So then, maid number one, who is actually Dorothy Williams. Um, We find out later. Comes back into the room to tell them that all the visitors have to leave because the inspector, the police inspector, wants to question the household. Who could it be? Who is this police inspector? Mystery character. Um, And then in the next scene, we see the inspector's sidekick, Constable Hugh Collins, standing guard. Lovable Constable
0: Hugh Collins.
1: Lovable comedic foil. (laughs) um and in this scene i loved re-watching this because he does a really uh comic double take when he sees dot for the first time which i totally missed the first time i watched it but um now i'm appreciating all of the yes. foreshadowing that happens in this episode
0: also so later on this isn't that much of a spoiler but there's an episode where dot is shopping for new clothes and is asking Hugh what he likes best, like what her, his favorite outfit of hers is, and he says, <laughs> "My favorite outfit is the outfit you were wearing the day that we met." And she gets really mad. And now rewatching this and thinking about that, I was like, "Yeah, I can see why she was mad because that outfit was stupid and a crazy maid's uniform."
1: Yeah, um, but apparently it
0: worked on him. So
1: I mean, it was kind of cute, like with the apron and but the hat. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um. Okay, so then Hugh, distracted by Dot walking by, allows Miss Fisher to sneak up the stairs and into the bathroom slash scene of the crime, where she snoops
0: around, reapplies her lipstick, and pretends to be peeing. <laughs> um, I love the look that she, the the expression she has when she's told that everyone has to leave the house, that the guests have to leave, and it's just like, oh no i'm not doing time no it's just like this indignant like how dare they ask me to leave the scene of a crime (laughs) and she just goes straight to the scene of the crime
1: yeah i mean it's just sort of the first in a string of the rules don't apply (laughs) to miss fisher incidents (laughs) um so then we get our very first inspector jack robinson Uh, sighting um jack Some delightful Jack and Miss Fisher banter. Um, where... I definitely
0: pause so when he opens the door and she's in the bathroom, or she opens the door and he's outside of the door, I definitely had to like, re-watch that a little bit because the look that he gives her is just incredible. He's just like, he kind of like, <laughs> it's
1: just perfect. I mean, I feel like Nathan Page, who plays Inspector Robinson, has the most amazing like facial acting. I don't yes. know if that's what you call it, but his facial expressions yes. throughout the series are like amazing
0: yes. just and then also at that point where they see each other for the first time she definitely gives him an up, an up and down she's like oh oh yeah oh like, yeah it's, it's very obvious and
1: then when she, so her first like come on is she asks for his number because she's a woman alone, yeah, a and woman alone. the least subtle come on i've ever heard <laughs> And the look on his face, (laughs) like, it's his first kind of reaction face, and it's priceless. Um,
0: A woman alone.
1: Yeah. So this is also our first taste of the, like, friny investigative skills, Mm -hmm. because... Inspector Jack is telling her she needs to leave and she's like listing off all of her little observations. Which is just
0: great. <laughs> Terrific. And then he starts taking notes, which I love, Jack like, gives him a dirty look and then he just, like hastily puts his, his book away.
1: It's, and then the way she sort of ducks under his arm to get back into the room. It's all great. It's all it's great. Good. Um so then cut scene. We're no longer at the luncheon location. Well, well
0: wait. Can I? Can I just know? And we won't reveal who the murderer is yet. But I did remember who the murder. I was timing when I would first remember who the murderer was, which I was cheating a little bit because I like watched this episode more recently. But um, I won't cheat like that for further episodes of this podcast. But I remembered at four minutes and twenty two. Seconds in, which is at the beginning of this scene, who the murderer was.
1: Four minutes and twenty-two seconds in. Okay, yes. so note for the record that this episode it took four minutes for Janet yes. to remember who All the murderer right. we can, was.
0: We can go on. To the next scene.
1: Um. Okay, so the next scene we see our original baby booter rejector, maid number two. Um. She's looking pretty much the worst for wear, and she's being shuffled into a taxi with our. Soon to be communist Cabby favorites, Bert the and Seth Red Raggers. The Red Raggers. Um, and they notice that she is bleeding out the vag and they take her to the hospital. Um and this is my one of my favorite lines of the episode where Bert says she's bleeding all over me, bleeding upholstery. <laughs> So then we go back to the scene of the crime where Miss Fisher is still loitering. Um, and it turns out that there's some important fundraiser soiree that has to go on. But Lydia, the despondent widow, can't possibly organize it. So Miss Fisher and Aunt Prudence have to take over the whole thing.
0: How noble of them. Really noble. Just,
1: I'm sure Miss Fisher's motives are totally... Honorable. Um, and then at the end of the scene, uh Lydia, the widow, collapses into the arms of uh, this handsome dancer who was supposed to perform. Sasha. Sasha. Um, aside, I noticed later in the episode that Sasha's chin, his cleft chin, mm-hmm. is so cleft mm-hmm. that it looks like a butt. Mm-hmm. Just exactly like a butt. And once I saw it, like I could not unsee um, it.
0: Really? See, I saw it and I was like, I think it just makes it more attractive. Okay. All right. I don't know well I maybe mean. But it is very pronounced.
1: <laughs> All right. So back at the hotel, Miss Fisher and Doctor Mack are discussing what kind of poison could have been used, um, and then they rush off to the women's hospital for an emergency botched abortion situation that turns out to be Maid Number Two.
0: Of course, what a coincidence!
1: Um, and I, I mean, imagine what would have happened if she'd been taken to a different hospital than the one that Doctor Mack
0: worked at. The show would probably end it just with Frannie and Mac. Yeah, just speculating. Just
1: half the pilot, yeah. and the whole series would have been canceled.
0: Oh, um, wait! I'll, I'll back to you. This is this is a key piece of the murder investigation. But when Frannie and Mac are in the hotel having a drink, they Friny produces the pink powders that oh, she found yeah. in the bathroom when she was sleuthing. and pretended to go to the bathroom and presents them to Mac, who says. That they are used to treat all manner of female problems, like wandering wombs. Hysteria. And hysteria. And Franny said, why would a womb wander?
1: <laughs> Celibacy was the cause, I <laughs> and think. And Franny
0: said, oh good, I'll be fine. <laughs> that
1: Anyways. is a great scene. That's a great scene. All right, moving along. <laughs> um, also, I think critical to the plot is the fantastic red coat and matching hat that Franny wears to the oh, hospital. yes. It's well, a really good one. Yeah. Um, so then back at the police station, uh, our trustee cabbies uh identify the cut rate abortionist that they saw shuffling the maid into their taxi as Butcher George. Um we also find out that it's really hard to prosecute abortionists. Yes. Because no one wants to admit they had an abortion. Yes. Um and then I have to admit that throughout this entire episode, the first time I watched it, I thought they were setting up jack the inspector to be the antagonist of the entire series really <laughs> yeah i didn't pick just up because he was kind of
0: like uh, trying to be obstructionist
1: yeah yeah because yeah. he just seemed kind of like a jerk yeah but he was really just trying to
0: do his job but yeah he does like hassle sass and burn that seems he like knows them he's like oh you guys are a bunch of commie He really calls them red raggers." but yeah
1: yeah and he <laughs> keeps telling miss fisher to just go away <laughs> which i would probably do too if someone showed up at my job and started trying to do yeah. it for me
0: You're kidding? It'd be really annoying.
1: Yeah. Um, So then uh, Miss Fisher goes to visit some guy in prison. um, And we get some childhood flashbacks of Miss Fisher and Janie playing. So I find this whole prison scene actually to be pretty annoying. Um, I just don't. I can't bring myself to care about this subplot very much at all. Um, um, But I also think it's funny that, like, the visiting hours for this prison is just one prisoner, one visitor in, like, a creepy hallway.
0: Yeah, the table is in the middle of a very like cavernous hallway. Yeah, and I was like, is that really how where they would meet? Yeah, no, I, don't th- I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't no.
1: Think. Um, and we find out that this guy probably kidnapped Janie, who we still don't we still don't really know who that is. Um, and he's about to get out of prison soon, but Miss Fisher is going to. Well, we do up.
0: find out in this scene that it's her sister. Right? Oh, okay. she has the ribbon, and she says, "This is right." Yeah, my sister Janie's ribbon.
1: Also ridiculous that he would recognize the ribbon, and be like, oh, yeah, I definitely killed that girl. Like, yeah, but he's
0: like a psychopath.
1: Right, yeah, classic psychopath. Yeah. Um, And Miss Fisher basically tells him she's gonna, like, cut him up into tiny, teeny little pieces yeah. um, for vengeance purposes. Yes. Um, and she's still wearing the red hat, which I, I put in my notes here because it's just, like, a really fantastic... Around, she has so many good It's hats. like red velvet. Yep. A great distraction from this otherwise dull plotline. line. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then we go back to the hospital, and Miss Fisher is going through the maid's belongings. Um, As one does. Yeah, so the first example of the, uh, Franny Fisher inadmissible evidence. Although,
0: so, this is a total aside, but I recently was listening to a book on tape about Thurgood Marshall, and... Apparently, it was only in, like, the 1960s where the Supreme Court in the U.S. ruled that evidence that was obtained illegally was not admissible in court. So, like, it could be very true that, like, a lot of the evidence that – I don't know what it's like in Australia, because I didn't actually research this for this podcast, I'm just thinking (laughs) of it right now – but it could be that she – the evidence that she gathers – some of it might be admissible in court. Huh. But I do think that Jack uses her as sort of an external, later on in the series as their partnership grows, is sort of like, she can do things that he can't do as the law. Which, you know,
1: from a social justice standpoint, I should find objectionable, but I don't because I like this TV show. Well,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Also, we never see anyone go to court. It's always no, like... No, this is
0: very much an investigative drama. It's not a courtroom drama. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Okay. um Okay. So, in the maid's purse, she finds and
0: do, what is the maid's name? I can't Lydia. remember. Lydia. No, Lydia is the no. Alice. Alice. Who
1: later in the series gets together with Bert and then just absolutely disappears and then
0: absolutely disappears.
1: Probably she asked for a raise and they couldn't afford it. I don't know. <laughs> um. So she finds in Alice's purse an employment reference um for the maid for for Alice from our dead man, which is
0: strange. Well, no, it's from Lydia.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we cut to the soiree, which despite Miss Fisher having agreed to take on running the soiree, she doesn't seem to have done any work or anything well, for no, it. Well,
0: uh, no, because Aunt Prudence's staff did all the work.
1: Okay. But it was a real burden.
0: Yes. They, they really were doing, you know, a good deed for the hospital.
1: It was a great sacrifice. Yes. Um, so we're at the soiree, and uh, Miss Fisher is wearing... A really fantastic red velvet dress. (laughs) And a very sick Lydia, the widow, is telling Miss Fisher that the maid was, that they dismissed a maid, Alice, for stealing.
0: Yes. And Friday's very clearly aware that she's lying. Yeah.
1: But she's being very manipulative and like sort of comforting her and rubbing her shoulder and bringing
0: her champagne. Yeah.
1: And like, when do you bring a sick person champagne, first of all?
0: Well, because she knew she wasn't really sick.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or I don't know,
0: sometimes when I'm sick, maybe some champagne would make me feel better. I don't know what kind of sick I am. Okay.
1: So then after her manipulation, she goes down to the party. Um and I there's a really funny bit here where um Anne Prudence wants to introduce Miss Fisher yes, to a, I wanted
0: to talk about this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to a dentist. Um,
0: Friday is entirely uninterested.
1: Uninterested in, this in the dentist. And what does a like, what does a nineteen twenties dentist do? How advanced was dentistry
0: Price, pull tea.
1: gross and is that like I mean is that considered an appropriate profession for the for like a suitor of a like gentlewoman? is that well, yeah I don't
0: think Prudence would have suggested it otherwise
1: maybe she thinks that Franny is too old now mm-hmm. that she can't be picky
0: oh definitely she thinks that
1: um anyway <laughs> so I thought that was really funny I didn't notice that the first time around um so then we meet Madame Breda at the party, who runs a Turkish bathhouse um, and has a really ugly feathered hat on, I think.
0: <laughs> Her costume, it's just too
1: much. It's bad, yeah. It's too much. Um, And then, uh, I think to no one's surprise at all, Miss Fisher does like a really nasty, dirty tango dance with the uh, butt-chin dancer, Well, Sasha.
0: wait, before we get to the, the dirty tango okay. dancing. I'm getting ahead of in myself. In the conversation with the Turkish bath owner. The Turkish bath owner discloses that there is an importing business that John and Lydia, that John runs. But John's dead now, so Lydia has taken his business. So this is a key link in the chain that ultimately solves the crime.
1: Very suspicious. Yes. I wonder if it's those nerve powders.
0: Perhaps.
1: Um, So then... The tango starts. Obviously, Genevieve is very interested. She's our crime solver, and I'm our like, when will there be sex in this TV show? Sort of detective. I'm like, to a, be
0: clear, I also like the sex, but I in this watch through, I really try to pay attention to the crime.
1: Yeah. Well, you sniff out the cocaine, and I sniff out the. I'm like a sex sniffing crime dog. That is uh, really nice thing to say. Um. So they do also. A you don't have to.
0: You don't have to think that hard or look that hard for where Friday's gonna get some action this episode.
1: Yeah, and it's honestly never subtle. No, it's, never, it's, not, it's pretty obvious. There's never a surprise hookup.
0: Um, anyway,
1: yeah, so she's dancing, and I also love um, Aunt Prudence watching and just looking on, like completely scandalized by this dance, which by today's standards would be G rated. For sure. Yeah, it's just
0: it's like a dance. There is no grinding.
1: Yeah, like if you were to watch like a children's show, then they had a dance <laughs> sequence. This would probably be yes, what they would do.
0: Also, I'd like to note that obviously, Friday is a very talented tango dancer.
1: You might say too talented.
0: She can just jump in unrehearsed, unrehearsed. Yeah, with, just... with a partner she has never danced with before. Yeah, and just pull off an amazing tango. And I've
1: never, I don't know how to tango. I've never seen it, but it was is that like a standard tango? Because it looked like they threw in some like trick moves and
0: stuff. I don't <laughs> I have know.
1: No idea. I don't know. Um, so anyway, after that is over. So oh, so then Inspector Robinson shows up and we get confirmation that the poison was in the sugar, in the sugar bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
1: rat poison. Um and then because Dot, made number one, served breakfast, she gets hauled off to the station.
0: In a very she looks very pitiful. Yeah. I feel really sorry. She
1: that. looks pretty sad. I think Miss Fisher calls her a like a pitiful creature or something, and Miss Fisher offers her her card in case she needs help. Which,
0: the card thing I love, because when Jack and Friday first meet, he gives her a card, because she's a woman alone in a dangerous town. And then the next time that Jack encounters Miss Fisher, well, I guess a couple times later, she produces a similar card. Yes. And the look on his face when she produces this card is priceless.
1: As as are all of his looks. (laughs) Um... So then cut to the end of the party and Miss Fisher says goodnight to Sasha the dancer and then immediately notices that he has stolen her earrings, which I find suspicious because how do you not notice when someone is taking your earrings out of your ears? Well,
0: okay. But I think what you're forgetting is the amount of sexual tension that is between these two. They they just dance a very sensuous tango.
1: Maybe he, she thought he was just caressing her ear yeah. in his sexual and he And
0: he was, like, putting on that coat with a, like, big fur collar. Okay. And then he was sort of, like, I think rubbing her neck.
1: Like, fixing the collar and just yeah, sort fixing. of... Okay.
0: I still... It, it, it seems a little strange that she would never notice.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm wondering, like, why is she walking around without, like, the little plastic backers on her earrings? Because I personally never leave the house without them.
0: Yeah, but it's like 1920.
1: I guess. I don't
0: think they were using plastic that <laughs> way. Maybe
1: cork or something.
0: Maybe, maybe cork.
1: Anyway, I mean, that's how you lose earrings, is my point. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Uh, So she follows him to get her earrings back.
0: But first, one of my favorite lines, (laughs) where Prudence says, what are you doing? You're just going out. Or what does she say? Why do you think you can just go off on your own? She says, why? Because I'm carrying a gun. And we get a
1: priceless Prudence reaction face where she looks, (laughs) once again, absolutely horrified by the sight of Franny's pistol.
0: Although it is a cute little gun. It's like gold. Like
1: Yeah, cute little pearl handled gold gun.
0: Yeah. It was a very classy
1: gun. Um, so she runs off gun in hand to follow Sasha, butt chin, tango dancer. And she finds out he's trying to buy cocaine. And then he gets jumped by a couple of young toughs.
0: <laughs> young
1: toughs. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that's, is that what they would call them in the 20s? Like. I think
0: so.
1: Some thugs. And
0: every lady needs a thug. <laughs> every lady needs a thug.
1: Yeah. Uh, so she saves Sasha. She's always saving the male characters in the show. Yeah, appropriate. Um, and she does that by pretending to be a hooker
0: in that fabulous coat. Like she has the coat on this whole time. And, she's, and like, the red down, and the red dress. Yeah, she's too. like running down these like dingy like alleys, and there's like gunshots and all the smoke, and then she just sort of like floats in in this coat with a like, fur collar.
1: And also, like, what I mean, what kind of call girl do they think that she is? That she's like just like a streetwalker <laughs> in like a
0: designer dress. I think it just goes to show how dense those thugs were. They're just. Also, I love the part where he says, "How much does it cost?" or whatever. And she says, "That depends, us your tackle." Like and it, he like starts to pull down his pants, and his buddy's like, "No, come on." Yeah. I think he, he
1: pulls them all the way down, and she get she looks. There's like a solid <laughs> moment. Um, and I want to know: in what world does the price of a a hooker depend on like the size I would guess. Oh, yeah, um, is she going to charge him more
0: or less? Like,
1: less. I guess. I don't know. But also like tackle? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's for fishing for ladies.
1: Like a lure and anyway. <laughs> so then she drags Miss Fisher drags Sasha back to her hotel. Um and I gotta say, velvet—you know—it's pretty easily damaged. Like, <laughs> I personally would be a little upset about having to drag like a bleeding man around. Like, that would crush the pile of the velvet, and it, you can't once that happens.
0: But Dot fixed it later.
1: That's true. Yeah, I, you I mean, don't
0: have—you don't have a very skilled maid.
1: I've yeah, I've never had a maid of any yeah, of any so just, level of skill.
0: Yeah. Um, also, sorry, just on the the crime detecting side of things (laughs) the the key thing that we learned in this scene is that sasha so sasha has stolen the earrings and is in the sketchy back alley trying to sell them to cocaine dealers but what he really wants what he's actually asking for he's not buying for asking to buy cocaine he wants to see the king of snow oh who could that be is it the cocaine drug lord yes (laughs) anyway that's the
1: that's important yes it's important. it's good you're keeping track (laughs) Um, so back at the hotel, she binds up his wounds, which, like, despite being shot, seem to be totally minor. Um, Maybe the
0: bullet just grazed him.
1: I guess that seems to happen a lot. Um, and then she does some intimate investigation of his character. (laughs) Our first Miss Fisher sex scene.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait, sorry, not... Before we, we get into the sex scene, just the other key detail that he reveals, um, is that his sister who Lydia and John Andrews had kind of taken them under their wing when they came to Australia. And his sister got really depressed, developed a cocaine habit, and, like, overdosed and, and committed suicide through a cocaine drug.
1: If that happened to my sister, I would definitely
0: go after the drug lord. Yeah, for sure. so that seems to be what, what Sasha's doing. Right.
1: Well, yeah. So we find out what he's up to. And then the next morning... Uh, apparently Sasha has departed and he's left. He leaves the earrings behind, which I thought was really cute. The earrings hanging Mm -hmm. on the champagne glass Um, and a desperate dot appears on the doorstep.
0: Wait, but first, there's, and I'll forgive this, but it's such a cliche in shows where Friday wakes up and stretches and then reaches out and, like, pats the bed beside her. Oh, it's and she's gone. And I just hate it when she, why? I'm just like, why? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so cliche. It's like, we got we get it. We see that she's the only one in the bed. Yeah. We need to, like, also, shove it in her
1: face. She's an independent woman. I mean, I think it would be more in character for her to, like, you know... Tell him to leave.
0: Yeah, be like, you can't stay here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sex was great, but you have to leave.
1: Like, I need the whole bed for my beauty sleep. Yeah.
0: Also, I think
1: just an interesting detail in the book version of this episode, uh, it's actually his mother that died of a cocaine overdose, I believe. (gasps) And his sister is still alive. And they're like a dancing duo. And his sister is always pestering him to try to get Miss Fisher to have a threesome with them,
0: what? which is a <laughs> little over the top. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: so I didn't read all the books, but I read a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so anyway then the next morning dot appears um and she's desperate for help and also scandalized by the clothing that's scattered all over the well, hotel house. Just scandal- Okay
0: I wanted this to- <laughs> this is on my list to discuss There are stockings on the chandelier like nylons
1: is that like a like a removing the stocking and it slingshots like a rubber that band? I was
0: I was I wanted to discuss how that how how does it end up in the chandelier? Like I was sort of imagining some acrobatics were, like snagged on the chandelier.
1: Oh well, that's I hadn't even considered that.
0: But I think what you're proposing is more plausible. Well,
1: we are discussing. I mean, we're talking about a a professional dancer here, so right. he might have some moves. Like I've seen Dirty Dancing, there's lifts involved.
0: I haven't seen Dirty Dancing. Well, but I've watched Miss Fisher five times or so.
1: Yeah. Well, it's possible. Um, Oh, another thing I want to note is that she, there's a murder on, there's an investigation to be done, and there's an abortionist to catch, and she gets, like, a full night's sleep, which I think in later seasons she, like, never does. Like, she doesn't Mm -hmm. sleep. She'll be, like, several days long where she's just up all night, up all day.
0: Although there are also a lot of scenes of her, like, in bed in the morning, like, late. And then there's a few the scene later on in the series where she's up at, like, when Jane is getting ready for school. And Mr. Butler's like, what are you doing up so early? Oh, okay, So I, yeah. think, I think she sleeps in of the morning. Okay,
1: you're right, you're right. <laughs> so we find out that Dot is a good Catholic girl. Um, and we also find out that the murder victim was a grabby maid raper, who is presumably the one who knocked up Alice, maid number one. So not such a saint that his widow Lydia yeah. is crying over.
0: Yes, she seems sad. But is it is it real? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so then Miss Fisher goes out somewhere. I can't actually remember. I didn't put in my notes where she goes. Um, but she leaves Dot alone. Do you remember? She goes to
0: the Turkish bathhouse.
1: Right. She goes to the Turkish bath.
0: Oh, wait. No. No. Dot also reveals that Madame Breda referred Alice to the butcher door. Oh, right. That's also but wait, maybe detail. I don't know if Riney goes to the bathhouse to find that out or if Dot tells her well so, mean, no she goes to the bathhouse talks to Madame Breda, and, and finds out that she referred alice to butcher George. right my notes aren't clear on that but i know
1: um so but in miss fisher's absence dot cleans and mends everything including the blood from the velvet dress which i think is impossible but whatever yeah, but you're not Dot. you're not dorothy williams not a d- professional dry cleaner and stocking mender apparently <laughs> but also she's apparently terrified of electricity which i think is a funny bit oh her priest told her it would like it <laughs>
0: would charge the middle of the earth and the earth would explode yeah i think
1: i read that in the old testament so then that then they go to the turkish bath together where dot pretends that she needs an abortion (laughs) um so that she can get referred to this guy by madame Breda.
0: although wait first uh back to the house cleaning scene dot has also found phryne's diaphragm oh
1: right yeah (laughs) Yeah. i forgot about that
0: (laughs) what it is like oh i found this under the bed and phryne tells her what it is and dod just like drops it as if it is like on fire
1: i love that she just says family planning (laughs) she drops it presumably after having like scrubbed it off and thinking that it's like a special like ladies hat clip or like i don't know i'm not really sure what that would be for and I actually really like that they, they referenced Phryne's diaphragm f- diaphragm a couple of times in the mm-hmm. show, because I feel like a lot of times in these, um, like, historical series, yeah. they completely gloss over this stuff, yep. and it must have been a huge problem. Yeah. So I like that.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think they had condoms. Or if they did, they were probably terrible
1: and made out of, like, sheepskin or something. Which, yeah,
0: which makes me wonder, like, I don't know, the, S- the risk of STDs seems pretty high.
1: Yeah. Well, so I did actually Google this because I was really curious about the diaphragm because people don't really use them anymore. No. Like it's super uncommon. And apparently they were only about like 80% effective um, and they were more effective if used with spermicide. And I'm not sure spermicide was invented at that time unless they were using like, I don't hmm. know, vinegar or something. I don't, I don't know what spermicide is made out of. Um, so it wasn't a foolproof method. Okay. Uh, But it was, like, kind of the first one after, like, you know, weird primitive condoms. (laughs) Weird primitive condoms. Okay. And it was a big deal for ladies back in the day. Very big deal. And they could be left in for up to 24 hours. Hmm. (laughs) Another fun fact. So, yeah, then while Dot is acquiring this abortion reference um Miss Fisher is pretending to have a sympathetic sympathetic tea with Lydia but Lydia who
0: might I know is played by Miranda Otto who plays Eowyn in Lord of the Rings I actually (laughs) have that in my
1: notes as well and then for the rest of my notes I refer to her as (laughs) (laughs) Lidoin um so yeah she's actually just kind of pumping her for information in this scene in a fake sympathetic way Oh, and we note that Lydia takes, Lidoin, takes no sugar in her tea in this scene.
0: Yes. And she also says that she doesn't have a head for figures.
1: Suspicious. Uh, So then, after talking to Madame Breda, Dot is ready to put on a brave face and pretend to need an abortion for the low price of 10 pounds and delivering some cocaine as well. Presumably cocaine. Yeah. Uh, So... Side note, I researched this. According to the Reserve Bank of Australia, that is 800 pounds in today's dollars or in American dollars about 600 bucks. Okay. Which actually seems really cheap for an illegal abortion. I mean, how much does a legal abortion cost? I have no idea. Neither do I. And then I also noted that if I was like a virginal Catholic maid who's afraid of the telephone, I would be uh, a little more concerned about faking the fact that I needed an abortion. Like, she's obviously afraid to go to this man's hospital, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem concerned at all about like... I mean, does she even know how sex works? Why like, not. So that's interesting.
0: But I think... At this point, this is the beginning of, of Dorothy's, you know, development. Her awakening. Her awakening. And she, she really admires Phryne, even though Phryne wants her to do all sorts of things that are against what she wants to do, like answer the telephone and lie. It really so, is a beautiful character. It right? really is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, she gets packed up into this shady van and Bert and Seth, are communist cabbies, and Miss Fisher try to follow. Um, sort of hot on their heels, but the taxi is kind of unreliable. So it doesn't start, and they get a little behind, and then they have a little bit of trouble finding where Dot has been taken. So drama ensues. Dot is in danger.
0: Wait, you forgot a scene that is a little bit important.
1: Oh, shoot. I'm always forgetting. Important. It's okay. It's Crime okay. So no, details. no,
0: no, no. This is just, this is funny. Um, so before Dot, like, they go back home first, and then Dot has to, like, meet at a certain place with a rose. Oh, yeah. And in the interim, Mac and Franny investigate whether, what the powder is.
1: Oh, very important and hilarious scene. they try theme. it
0: and they say some, some sort of nerve powder, like cocaine, and then Franny's like, definitely cocaine. And, and they, te- the they test it, like,
1: multiple times. Yeah, and they're I, like,
0: better take some more just to be sure. I love the
1: part where Mac's like, well, I'm the doctor, so yeah. I, <laughs> I'd better test the cocaine and maybe just one more dip of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So anyways, all right, back to the taxi.
1: Right, back to the scary abortion. So dot is about to get on the table and the butcher George gets out some really truly disgusting looking it's very tools. Rusty. Yes, <laughs> like huge tools. Is that's supposed to go into someone's cervix.
0: I like, don't, yeah, I doubt the veracity, like the accuracy of those the tools.
1: They look like something that would be used to like shoe horses. Yeah. Like abortion and abortionist and farrier just the same the same tool set so yeah. um profitable sideline there and then things start to look a little hairy for dot but uh Miss Fisher and Burton and Sess show up just in the nick of time they hear her screaming and I think this is another funny bit where Sess gets to punch the abortionist because the abortionist hurt his special lady Alice yeah who we haven't yet mentioned but Sess has like not left her bedside since yeah. she was admitted to dr max hospital so vigilante justice happening so if you thought that was the climax of the episode wrong i did i did but no, it wasn't no. <laughs> um things are about to get even racier uh so miss fisher runs off with bert later that night to find the murderer and sneaks into Madame Breda's. Um, And I love this scene because it's the first, like, Miss Fisher doing, like, a risky sneak-in
0: move (laughs) where she leaps from, like... Well, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that. How... You're you're a trained aerialist. A (laughs) a trained aerialist. How... doable is that leap she does um well so first of all I think it's really silly that she does it in
1: like heels and like skirts and garters Mm -hmm. and stuff but also there's a moment I I mean I don't know how realistic the leap is because I don't do a lot of leaping but there's a part where she jumps and she grabs the railing with both hands and then she stops to fix her hat (laughs) which is cute but she takes one hand off the railing and I'm I'm just not convinced that she could hold on with her whole body weight with With one one arm. Because, you know, I take these aerials classes and there are girls in these classes who, when they first start out, can't hold their whole body weight with both hands. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe Miss Fisher is secretly, like, working out, but... Well, she does have muscle definition. She does, yes. But anyway, I'm I'm skeptical. (laughs) Uh, But... So she she makes it into Madame Breda's, and Bert immediately gets chased off by the oh it's the same guy who showed us his tackle earlier in the yes. episode yes it is Dick boy, <laughs> um, and then similarly Miss Fisher gets caught like basically immediately after sneaking in
0: yes uh, but first she finds a bunch of pink powders in the in Madame Breda's office
1: curiouser curious,
0: and also I'll note that they they went I don't think they went straight to the to Madame Breda's. They, like, go to the place where Phryne saw Sasha give the earrings. Oh, right. And then right. follow Dick Boy and his friend. Right. So they're following have, to back to the, out of to the source. Connects to connects the two locations together.
1: Right. Okay. Um so then uh she after getting caught she gets shoved into a steam room with Sasha the dancer.
0: Conveniently they are told to strip.
1: Yeah, so this is another thing that I noted. <laughs> why if they're just trying to kill them by steam, why is it necessary for them to be naked? It's not. And second of all, if it if it were necessary, why would they give them
0: towels? I don't know. I don't maybe they're trying they just wanted to steal their clothes. Maybe
1: they just wanted to clear their pores.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was really just a fr- complimentary spot. Gone awry. ride, but this is actually the scene
1: where I was like, "I love this show." The first time I watched it, I was—I think I texted you <laughs> yeah, because did. I thought it was so hilarious the way Sasha like immediately passes out, which is ridiculous because he's a professional dancer. Yeah, he so, like, wouldn't have
0: more stamina yeah. than that.
1: And then Miss Fisher steals his towel and uses it to like turn the steam off, and then like slaps him on the ass. It kind of like grabs it a little bit. Fantastic. Also, like, that's a pretty, that's, like, a classic, like, James Bond murder plot where you put, like, your people you want to kill in a steam room, but it's, like, so easy for them to just turn the steam off.
0: Although, so I was very confused. I don't know. We need, like, a plumbing expert. I was very confused about that. A, there's a very convenient knob to just turn. Like, I don't know much about steam rooms. But then afterwards, Jack tells her that the whole building exploded because she, like, rerouted the steam. Yeah, I mean,
1: why would they put a knob there if that would cause the building to blow up?
0: Yeah, I'm like, what did she do? she just turned the knob
1: yeah it, well that's why it's
0: television i guess yeah doesn't make any sense to me um uh, we also learned in this scheme so that sasha indeed paid with earrings to talk to the cocaine smuggler who hooked his sister on cocaine and so then friney is confirmed that this is jna imports because in madame Breda's office the pink powders that she found were in a box that said jna imports
1: wow once again i caught absolutely none of that on yeah. the first or second watching
0: well, again, just watch it a few more times, and or just listen to this podcast.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure how you noticed that, since there was a button on display, but...
0: No, this was before, this was when, right before she gets caught, she's, like, looking uh. at the box and it says, J.A. Imports.
1: Right. I guess I was... And just... then she
0: opens it, and it's the pink powders, and then it, it all, now she knows.
1: It all comes together. And then
0: Lydia arrives, and Friday knows for sure that it's Lydia.
1: Right, yeah. So, surprise, the drug kingpin turns out to be Lydia Andrews, our grieving A.K. widow.
0: Awen.
1: Yeah. Um so turns out she's actually a pretty shrewd businesswoman who built a cocaine empire from scratch and only killed her husband because he was going to ruin the business and not, I know, because he was a handsy raper of maids.
0: No, I think that was definitely part of it.
1: Okay, well that's good. I mean more
0: respect to her for that. Yeah. Um she says he wouldn't let her have her freedom. I assume that means freedom to sell cocaine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can understand that she felt stifled by the bonds of a 1920s traditional marriage, you know?
0: Yeah, so I I feel like Lydia, much like um, Miranda Otto's character Eowyn, is a little bit of a feminist hero. Yeah, you know, I, I also feel that way. I think that, like,
1: you know, she found a way to, you know, fulfill her... Mm-hmm. Her personal hopes and dreams by creating this business empire. And because she was a woman, it had to be in sort of like a shady Mm -hmm. realm. I mean, like, you know, was she going to be a lawyer? Like, I, you know. I
0: don't know that that was an option. I don't think so. And she says, judge me if you like, but i saved myself. I think I would argue that she didn't save herself because ultimately she ends up in, in jail. But
1: yeah, presumably hung.
0: Yeah. Yep. So it only, you know, crime only takes you so far.
1: Okay. So th- so that's when they enter the steam room death trap because Lydia shoves them in there.
0: Which, oh, right. Yeah. This is after. Yeah. Which I mean, she like, says, strip them.
1: Yeah. Okay. And give them towels. And
0: maybe the towels were already in the room.
1: And maybe also just cucumbers for their eyes <laughs> for the under eye swelling. <laughs> Um, so then, after they turn the steam valve off, Miss Fisher is trying to pick the lock and escape from the steam room, and in, you know, back at the ranch, Bert and Sess are haranguing Inspector Robinson, Jack, to help Miss Fisher, because she needs help, and Jack is like, ha 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 ha, she'll be waiting a long time, I'm busy. Um, and then Dot calls.
0: Well, Dot calls under much stress, because Miss Fisher leaves to go on this adventure and tells her, if I'm not back by midnight, you have to call the police, and Dot in that moment, is so comfortable and confident that she will not have to use the telephone because Miss Fisher is so resourceful. And I love how the telephone sort of buzzes whenever it talks like that. <laughs>
1: Anyways. What a time to be alive when a telephone could actually be frightening. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, I, like, drive around with my cell phone in my lap where it's, like, probably killing all of my eggs and, like, causing yeah. me to get, like, uterine cancer. But I have no fear.
0: Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should not drive with it in your lap. It's just really convenient
1: to put it there. <laughs> um so then after Dorothy after dot's um desperate call, Jack finally leaves and with Q arrives to rescue Miss Fisher. But she actually already has things totally sorted out. She well, just, yeah.
0: She, also, this is what I was mean it's midnight. She said, call it at midnight and and Jack and Hugh are just conveniently in the office. Like they need to hire some more constables to like man the phones at night. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to give any, away any spoilers or too many spoilers for future episodes, but I think that maybe we're supposed to think Jack is a workaholic and that's contributing to some of his personal problems that he's having. At midnight, like,
0: that's just, yeah. like, round the clock being at the... Like, that's beyond being a workaholic.
1: Yes. Well, this may be another example of a time where we need to suspend our belief.
0: <sighs> okay, so they are conveniently in the office. Okay.
1: So then after she's for the first of many times to come she's rescued by Jack so called rescued because she actually has things like fully in hand she's fine
0: but i mean she a little bit needs help a little bit yeah, just a little bit
1: help. um and then back at the hotel we get a quick recap of how she solved the crime with Dr. Mac mm-hmm. which is the only Dr. Mac recap that i think we ever get mm-hmm. because in all subsequent episodes she's always recapping with Jack it's true um,
0: so I don't have a detailed, uh, <laughs> well, <don't, laughs> outline. Fear not. I do. So this is how Franny solved the crime. I think we've already discussed how the crime happened. That Lydia killed her husband because he was really just jamming up the works on her cocaine smuggling business and was sleeping with a maid.
1: And with poison, she killed him.
0: <laughs> and she killed him with poison.
1: And she took a little bit of herself to make it. To
0: make herself, yeah, to throw blame on Dot, who, I don't know how they cleared Dot,
1: it's a pretty dick move, actually. Blame the maid.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, she's okay with cocaine drunk.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, so,
0: <clears throat> this is how Phryne figured out that Lydia, a.k.a. Aon, was the murderer. Um, so Lydia claimed to love John, but everyone knew that she didn't. So this was Phryne's first suspicion, because she's all sad that she's dead, but Phryne's like, well, they never even liked each other.
1: No, yeah, she was laying it on really mm-hmm. thick. And he was not, like,
0: a good-looking young dude. No. Yeah. And he had... Gotten the maid pregnant. True. Um, And then she, Lydia also claimed to have no head for figures, but was an excellent fundraiser. So the soiree for the hospital. And then Prudence tells Friny that, like, oh, she's, like, a great fundraiser. She raises a lot of money for the hospital.
1: And that's just one step removed from becoming a drug kingpin. Yeah, I
0: mean, as, as a fundraiser myself, it's <laughs> basically the same set of principles. Totally. Um, and then she accused the maid of stealing, but gave her a good reference, which Franny also used to to think that Lydia was lying to her and then, with all the pieces with, that Sasha revealed and Dot revealed, she pieced together that Lydia was the cocaine drug lord and had killed her husband because he was really just jammed up the works in a, in a number of ways. And frankly, I don't know. Maybe Lydia was justified in that. He seemed like kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a little conflicted on that
0: myself. The cocaine thing, I that seems morally morally bankrupt.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, you should never become a, a drug kingpin. That ruins lives.
0: You should also never murder your husband. I'm just
1: saying, I, I yeah, kind of get it. It was a different time it for women. It was a different time, yeah. Um, anyway, so then after that, we, you know, it's off to brunch with the gang. Where um, Jack shows up and scolds Franny for blowing up the bathhouse, as we mentioned previously. <laughs> um, uh, and then my other favorite Jack reaction shot from this episode when Franny says that she is going to become a lady detective and he spits out his champagne, <laughs> which is one of the strongest reactions I think we ever get from him. Because usually he just kind of says it all with the face. Uh-huh. But in this case he like champagne like comes out his lips. <laughs> So I liked that.
0: <laughs> and again, a missed, a missed opportunity. There's a there's a quick reference to her meeting with the premier to keep, presumably to keep Murdoch Foyle in jail. I know you don't care about the storyline, but <laughs> again, we don't get to see the premier. We don't get to see the Friday's lobbying in action, but I'm oh, sure yeah. she's very effective. Yeah. I also
1: have some, I have some little bits and pieces at the end here. Um, I think most of them we've already covered. Oh, also, I think it's funny in the early scene when Bert and Sess are identifying Butcher George from like police lineup photos. He notes that um, Lennon legalized abortion in nineteen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I missed the first time around, but that's pretty funny. Also, when Miss Fisher is jumping uh, into Madame Breda's and she says like things are about to get exciting, and Bert is like looking right up her skirt, yeah. and he notes that they are in fact already, already exciting. exciting. <laughs> Oh, also in the book version of this, um, Miss Fisher and Bert go slumming to find the cocaine dealer. Sasha does not immediately lead them to it, Mm -hmm. to the dealer. Miss Fisher has to like dress up like a tart, and they go out together. And then at one point, their cover is about to be blown, so they like start making out to to maintain their cover. How convenient! Which never happens at any point in the show. So what do
0: you think of this episode overall? I like this episode. It is not my favorite episode. I think it's a little hard to follow what is going on. And it sort of lays some things out. But like I said, some of it is confusing on the first watch through. And so it took me a while to like get who all the characters were. And again, maybe this is just me being dense. But the stuff, it's a little jumble
1: yeah I think I agree with that I wasn't sure about the show at first but then Mm -hmm. this the steam room scene really (laughs) won me over and also just you know the part where she like jumps onto Sasha in the hotel room and they start making out like I thought that was really funny but definitely by the end of the episode I thought like I'm for sure hooked on this show
0: I think when I, I don't know, it's been a while since I first watched it, and I don't know, I hooked pretty much immediately because it combines a lot of elements that I love in television shows, which is murder mystery, strong female leads, and period dress. So yeah. it really just checks a lot of boxes for me <laughs> in, in a number of ways, plus a very handsome detective inspector. Very handsome. Just just so handsome. <laughs> but, but I think for me, the, the clincher of this episode is where she says to Prudence, well, of course I'm going out by myself. I have a gun. <laughs> and then she just I'm like trollops off into the night. She's like, I'm armed. I'm like, I don't know.
1: Okay, so I think we should go into our our weekly ratings. Yes. Okay. So, what was your best outfit of the week?
0: It was the coat that she wears after the the tango dance. So the the fur collar, the yeah. voluminous coat. But not because it's awesome, a, eh? and it's also very useful. She uses it when she's pretending to be the tart. She uses it to conveniently hide Sasha. Oh yeah! And you first, at first you think, oh, it's ridiculous that she's wearing this coat out like in a dangerous alley. But then it becomes an asset.
1: Although it does facilitate Sasha stealing her earrings, presumably.
0: Yeah, but like in the end, if he hadn't stolen the earrings, it's would she true. have solved the crime? Would they have gotten together? Perhaps not. Yeah. So the coat for me was really the
1: okay. Well, for me it was the red dress that she wears (laughs) to the party.
0: I see. Here's I don't have a problem with the dress, but it was like very obviously like made to tango in, which just seemed a little too on the nose. Yeah, she knew the tangoing was coming.
1: I mean, I kind of think that's sort of Miss Fisher's mo though. Like she knew the dancer was going to be there. He'd already Mm -hmm. caught her eye, and I think she kind of went there knowing like I'm this is my time to shine in a scandalous manner. Okay.
0: I hadn't thought of it that way. I thought it was a little too, just too convenient. But if it was a thought out strategy, I admire it. I accept
1: it. Um, What was your worst outfit of the week?
0: Definitely the sailor suit. (laughs) The sailor suit. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, Mine was Madame Breda's um, ugly feathered hat. And then I also thought that her, the dress she was wearing to the party looked like one of those um, scrunchy shirts from the 90s, (laughs) like where it comes in a little ball and then you like stretch it out and it's a whole shirt that like could fit any size. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it was. It might have been. Maybe she invented that. Maybe that was her second life after the cocaine dried up. Well,
1: after her bathhouse was blown up.
0: No, oh, yeah. Maybe she used the insurance settlement as <laughs> like a seed money for a little shrunken shirt business.
1: Probably. So we have her to blame for a lot of bad fashion. <laughs> and then who do you think had the best week?
0: Definitely Dot. She overcame her fear of the tele- telephone. She really started to blossom. She got a new job. And, you know, getting new jobs, it's empowering. And I think she really, she really, we see her her starting to shine. She's, yeah,
1: so, she's on, yeah. she's blooming.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of big milestones for Dot.
1: I absolutely agree. I also had Dot. She goes from sexually harassed maid. To rich lady detectives, crime solving assistant because Miss Fisher hires her as a maid, but she is so much more than a maid.
0: Oh yeah, and I think that's what attracts her to the job. Yeah, and she She's doesn't so have
1: to wear that uniform anymore.
0: Right, she just wears normal clothes. <laughs>
1: will say okay. So for worst worst week, I had Lydia Andrews. Um, mm. Her whole business empire gets toppled, and then maybe also maybe Madame Breda because her bathhouse explodes. Yeah. And I'm unclear how much to blame she really is in all of this. Madam Breda? Or is she, like, full partner in the drug dealing? It
0: seems like she was pretty involved, actively involved, in both the drug dealing and the, like, back alley abortion
1: scheme. Oh, right, yeah. I don't
0: think you need to feel that sympathetic for her. Okay,
1: strike that from the record.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe you could say, oh, she was trying to help, like, young ladies in trouble, but I don't think that was her motivation. Yeah. Otherwise, she would have found a better back alley abortionist. Yeah,
1: because there were some good ones, according to Dr. Mack, you know.
0: Right, yeah. And Dr. Mack probably would have. Done it in a pinch. Yeah, probably. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, my worst week was Sasha. <laughs> because, okay, so he meets this beautiful woman at a party. But he's also having this like intense personal struggle and like trying to confront this drug lord, but then like he just totally gets sidelined by this this really like hard-charging lady detective that comes in and like sleeps with him, but then like we never hear from him again. Like that's it's like one and done.
1: Yeah, she kind of steals his thunder.
0: Yeah. And then what does he do? His patron turns out to be a murderer. Yeah. And the drug lord that he's been trying to track down. So who's, who, where, where is he dancing now? I don't know. What does he do? What happens for Sasha next? I don't know. I mean, at
1: least he gets laid in this episode.
0: Well, yeah, but then it's That's true. That's true.
1: In the book, he tries to get Miss Fisher to marry him. Of course. She says no, obviously. So out of, on a, on a scale from one to 10, how would you rate the murder method? Three. Three.
0: Brutal. Just rat poison and tea standard issue murder mystery
1: yeah i actually give it a four so
0: okay
1: okay, okay. <laughs> um yeah poison tea is pretty pedestrian yes. especially compared to some of the later episodes and also there's only one murder as opposed to the multiples that we start yeah. to get later on yeah um but then you know i had second thoughts and i thought is this actually a 10 out of 10 for being More realistic than some of the later murder methods.
0: Okay, maybe the murder method was realistic, but like... It was boring still. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stand by four. And then what do you have as your absurd Miss Fisher skill of the week?
0: Obviously, tango. I put it as a six for plausibility, though, because, I don't know, she's an accomplished lady who we later find out, like, spent some time in the circus. She may have all manner of, like, dancing and performing skills.
1: Yeah, I also had that as my skill, for Mm -hmm. sure. And I think it's plausible that she could be a really good tango dancer, but I think we can agree that performing a seemingly rehearsed (laughs) dance in front of an audience, is that was pretty over the top. It was
0: a lot it was a very unexpected skill. Uh, what about the sexual tension rating?
1: Um well it was pretty low because there was some banter but no real flirting. <laughs> like the like I said I thought that the inspector was going to be a total antagonist for the whole series. Like I I caught absolutely no whiff of yeah. sexual tension.
0: Well yeah, and it's all all the sexual tension is between Sasha and Franny.
1: Yeah. So I'd give it a 0. 0 out of 10.
0: I put it at 3. There's some glances. There's definitely, a, you know, an up and down
1: yeah you're right there was there There's was some the proximity
0: boxes. she ducks under him to get out of the bathroom that was pretty cute
1: um so i think that concludes our yeah. episode all right it does but tune back in for our next recap of murder on the ballarat train
0: or a controversial episode a or controversial episode. preliminary conversations about it
1: talk to you next week